Definitely a different day. Definitely a different day. You may be seated. I'll tell you to come give in a second, but thank you. We'll go ahead and dismiss the kids. Super kids, y'all have a good day. day. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, uh, we'll just do the offering uh, the way that we've been doing it some. When you feel the anointing on you and faith to give, you come give it. Right in the middle of preaching, whatever you need to do, you be led by the Lord. But sometimes that faith will rise up in you, and that's when you take action. And that's when you uh, bring it up there, and you sow right then. You know? Amen. So thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Where's Serena? Um, will you come here? Come over here. Happy anniversary to Buddy and Serena. Seventh anniversary today. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, let this year be their best year yet, in the name of Jesus. Let it be supernatural. Let it be gifted from heaven. Let it be so pure and so holy. And let it be anointed and mighty and magnificent in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I call it blessed. May it be their best year yet in the name of Jesus. Amen. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Amen. Amen. So pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Turn, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This week, you've got a team leaving to go to the Philippines. Leaving this week, be there for about two weeks. And uh, speaking into 200 uh, church churches, their leadership, their pastors, and uh, depositing the glory and the fire of God, winning souls and making disciples, yes. teaching leadership, setting them on fire. That's about to happen. It's about to happen. And uh, I want you praying for them, and uh, I want you seeking the Lord for them. When the Lord brings, brings them up, I want you to make sure uh, that you stop and let the Holy Spirit guide your prayers and uh, lift them up. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Anybody ready to hear some great testimonies coming back from there? Hallelujah. Me too. Me too. So today we're talking about it's time to shake up your faith. It's time to shake up your faith. So Hebrews 11, verse 6, one of my all-time favorite verses. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You cannot be pleasing to God without being in faith. 
Now, I'll just let me just stop right there and say this, that many times we have found ourselves as putting on faith at one moment in our life. It's funny how the corrupted mind wants to consider that and, and then classify you as a faithful person for the rest of your life because one time you released faith. Our corrupted mind wants to take credit for one action and apply it to all actions. That's the way it goes. If you don't have the fruitfulness of faith, you're not a faithful person. You can have, just because you have one fruit doesn't mean a tree is fruitful, right? And we want to judge ourselves properly, and I'm telling you, it is time to shake up our faith. Our faith has not been high enough, it's not been doing enough, but it's time to shake it up. We're entering into an era where we need faith at the max. It needs to be there at the max. It needs to be there all the time. We don't need to shrink back from it. We need to have our faith at the max. And it comes out in everything. It comes out in the offering. It comes out in prayer. It comes out in leading people to Jesus, making disciples. It comes out in how we drive the car down the road. It comes out in what we think about in our alone time. It comes out in how we, how we are at the house, how we are at our work. We need to have our faith at the max. Say it with me. Say, at the max. At the max. At the max. It's the only place without faith it's impossible. God said, it is not possible. It's not possible to please me without faith. Now, praise God that he's given to every man and every woman the measure of faith. Every, every person has a measure of faith. So you can take that measure of faith and start applying it. And you can take that measure of faith to the max. So everybody that's hearing this has the ability to have maximum faith. Just say it with me. Say, I have the ability to have maximum faith and please God. Amen. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Maximum faith. Maximum faith. Maximum faith. Maximum faith. Amen. Faith works through that lady right there. Maximum faith. Amen. Amen. Maximum faith. It's time to shake up our faith. Anybody ever, you read the stories in the Bible, you're like, I want some of that to happen in my life. Raise your hand. I want some of that to happen in my life. Then it's time to shake up your faith and don't be satisfied with second best. Why be satisfied with second best when we belong to the best? Makes no sense. Why be satisfied? In other words, stop looking at the fruit, seeing that it's second best, and then not go after it. You're sitting in the church that's here and that's actually alive because I would read through this Bible and I would see the God of reality and a God of power, but I would not see that in the churches. And the Lord used that to prompt us and say, it's time to have one of those churches, and I want you to start it, I want you to found it, and I want you to break open the ground and let the power of God flow. Let the springs of heaven flow into the lives of people and challenge and charge other people to do the same. It's the reason why many of you are sitting here. Because you're like, 
There's got to be something more. There's got to be something more. There's got to be something more. There has to be. So many times, and you're hungry for that more. You're hungry for the reality of God. Who do you think put that in you? Who do you think was drawing you to himself? Who do you think was drawing you to himself? Drawing you up to his level. That's what you're feeling. It's him. He loves you. He wants you to be like him. He wants you to walk like him. And without applying that faith, it's impossible to please God. How many people want to please God? Oh, I want to please God. I want to be pleasing in His sight. I want to walk in miracles. and I want to walk in all of the supernatural things of God. Why? Because I want to be known for it? No. No, I just want to be pleasing to Him. He made it available, told us to do it, and I want to do it. I want to do it. Do you want to? And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God. Now, here he's given us some keys into faith. And one of the first things he says is, if you're going to please him and you're going to walk in faith, you got to come to him. you got to come to him. There's too much sitting back. It's time to shake that off of you. Stop sitting back in your faith. Stop sitting back in your faith. Now I'm not telling you go out tomorrow and start a ministry without a word from God. I'm telling you that what the word has said and promised you, you can have it and stop sitting on it, waiting for God to bring it and put some action, put some works with your faith. Stop thinking that the average or the lowliness of the world is normal to God. No, no, no. God doesn't operate in those levels. And he even tells us, pray this way, pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, heaven's realities is meant to be our normal. Heaven's realities are meant to be our normal. Our normal. And nothing less of that. And you can have it. Every believer that's watching, you can have that. You can have it. He paid for you to have it. Every believer. Everyone. Heaven's realities are supposed to be your normal. Let's walk in it. Let's walk in it. You guys are waiting for too much. Even right now, you're waiting on me. Instead of you're waiting on your problems to disappear, instead of taking hold of the promise. You're waiting to feel better before you praise. 
You're waiting to so, so big until you have it first. In other words, I'm not talking about giving more than you have. I'm talking about giving, giving large when it doesn't even make sense. I'm talking about being led by the Lord. It's time to shake up your faith. There's many things we've been sitting back on. Even this morning, like you're not connecting yet. And a pastor, especially one moving the spirit, he knows it. I don't know what's going on with you this week. But I can tell you this, it doesn't matter. Because God's bigger than all of it. God's bigger than all of it. So it's time to not sit back on your faith. It's time for somebody to not have to prompt you to put on praise. Amen. We got every promise in the word. What are we waiting on? We got every promise in the word. What are we waiting on? We're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us. God's waiting on us. Well, Lord, when I feel your presence... I'll start to praise you. You're not going to feel his presence. You enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You're not even coming into his presence until you put on praise, regardless of what you feel. Well, I'll praise you when I feel it. You're going to be waiting a long time. Or it's going to be very sporadic. See, faith that it's impossible to please him without faith. Faith is active. Faith is responsive. Well, he's not telling me anything to do right now. No, 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 you, you misunderstood. He's already told you everything to do. He's already given you every promise. What are we waiting on? Well, I just don't feel it right now. We've already talked about that. It's time to shake up your faith. It's time to shake up your faith. See, until you realize that there's not going to be a a preacher with you 24-7 to shake up your faith, and you don't take responsibility for it every second of every day, you're going to have losses. But when you realize I'm a believer and it's my responsibility to shake up my own faith, then all of a sudden you're going to start stepping into some victories. Stop waiting to be prompted and motivated by what somebody says and and get in a relationship yourself with the Lord every second of every day. Keep your faith full on high. Keep it in intense. Keep it up. Lord, I'm going after you. 
It's time to shake up your faith. Time to shake up your faith. Time to shake up your faith. Time to shake up our faith. Time to shake up our faith. We're not seeing. We've not been seeing enough of the manifestations of God. We've not been seeing enough. It's time to shake up your faith. We're not waiting on God. God's already released it. We're not waiting. It's time to shake up your faith. We're not waiting on God. He's already opened the heavens and He's looking for somebody who will pull heaven down with their faith. You're looking at a ministry that I would say was not the most gifted at the beginning. But we got a hold of this message. Lord, I'm not going to sit around and wait. You've already done all the work. You said yourself, it is finished. In other words, I see it as available waiting on a believer. The promise, I see heaven available waiting on a believer, waiting to pull down the promises. Waiting to pull down the promises. Lord, we'll be that believer. We'll be that believer. Lord, I'm pulling down your promises. How much? All of it. How big? The biggest. How great? The greatest. Lord, I'll pull down your promises. When you come by this tree planted in the vine, you will find faith in me. When you come by this tree, you will find faith in me. When you come by this tree, you will find faith in me. That's not the responsibility of just the preacher. That's the responsibility of believers. If it wasn't your responsibility, why in the world would he write all the scriptures to you about it? It's not just to pastors to uphold faith and pull down heaven. Believers. That's why in Mark 16, those that believe will lay hands on the sick. Those that believe. Lord, I see you have said great things. You have re released mighty things. I will not leave them sitting on the table. I will not leave them undone. Lord, you'll find faith on me. I'm pulling heaven down. You opened heaven with your prayers, Jesus, on the day of your baptism. And they've been opened ever since. It's time to shake up your faith. This society is not a faithful society. Understand that you have been raised in a society that is unfaithful, non-believing. They are not a believing society. Most of the people even in church even in church, they got something wrong, they instantly go to the natural solutions and then they hardly ever turn to God. You may be seated. You have not been raised in a believing society. None of us here in this message have been raised in a believing society. The culture and the society has been completely contrary and the opposite direction of heaven and heaven's will. And in order 
our job is to bring heaven on earth, not to go with the flow of an unbelieving society. In order to do that, you've got to learn for yourself. You've got to get in this word and see what's available to every believer. You've got to see what God has made available, what he wants us to do, what our responsibility is, and how we're supposed to. He's waiting on you to realize who you are in Christ. What you're called to. Not just pastors. Not just pastors. Believers. Believers. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. The King James says, diligently seek Him. So without faith, it's impossible to believe. We must come to Him and do it His way. It's time to come to Him. It's time to go to Christ, go to His ways, do it His ways, and we must believe that He is. He is what? He's everything you need. He's every answer. He is the yes and amen. He's the alpha and the omega. He is the answer and solution to everything that you need. He's it. We must believe that He is. We must believe that He is. We must believe. Listen, this is Bible wording. That person that pleases Him in faith must believe. Must believe. Must believe. Not wonder, not try. Must believe. Must believe. Lord, I see you said it. I believe you and I will act accordingly. They must believe. Must believe. And they must believe that for the one that will seek him, oh, he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. Many of you, you've been seeking God for most of your life a large portion of your life, or in the recent past, you've been seeking Him, diligently seeking Him. Listen, there's a reward for that. A reward right now for that. And you need to put faith, they must believe that He is a rewarder. It's here. It's coming. It's on the way now. It's not waiting. He is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. It's who He is. It's His character and nature. It's His character and nature. It's His character and nature. If I told you that somebody called out and publicly defaced in a big fashion Donald Trump, and then I told you that he's not going to get on Twitter and say something about it. And why are you laughing? Because you know what his character is. And what his nature is. Like it or not. Some people like it. Some people hate it. Like it or not. You know what his character and nature is. How come we've not known God's character and nature as a rewarder? And when the devil comes... When the devil comes and he says, nah, he's not going to come through this time. You're just going to be without. You haven't started laughing at him. 
Have we known His character, God's character and nature the way that we should? We must believe He's a rewarder. Lord, you're a rewarder. See, this is part of the problem when people get in condemnation and they get out of righteousness, they start believing more in their unrighteousness than God's, than God's righteousness. And because of that, when they believe and put belief in their unrighteousness, now they don't believe they're worthy of a reward. And they shut off the rewarding portion and the help of God because they're looking at themselves. Because they've gotten, they've started doing things by their own power or they believe that they should. And so now that cuts off the rewarding because they don't see God as the rewarder in that moment. They don't see him as the rewarder, but he's a rewarder. Those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is what? A rewarder. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 15. uh, uh, Let's uh, take a... uh, Little stop here before we get to Ephesians. Verse 15. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 2. Now, who's leading these scriptures to be spoken? The Holy Spirit. So, so what's another name for the Holy Spirit? God. So who, who's speaking this? God. Let's look at verse 2. Who's praying this? God. God through Paul. But who, who's behind it? God. Who's speaking it and allowed it to become holy? God. God. Okay. Here's what he prays. In ver- verse 1, to the saints who are at Ephesus. Now, you might as well say to the saints of the church because this then becomes a letter to the church. Right. To the church. Are you the church? Yes. This belongs to you. That's why it's in this Bible. That's why we read it as scripture and as doctrine. He's talking to you. Say, he's talking to me. To To the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you. So you can read, you can go in that verse. You need grace one day. You need grace to hit you. The supernatural power of God. You need the empowerment of God in your life. I need some grace today. Good Lord, I need, I need some grace today, Jesus. Go to Ephesians. You can basically go to any, any scripture. Go to Ephesians. You can read this and be like, I'm a saint. I'm a saint. And he just, the Lord himself prayed, grace to me. Lord, I receive that grace in Jesus' name. I receive grace right now. Right there, you can have all the grace you want. I receive your grace. You need pastor to call you up and tell you, like, I just pray grace for you right now. You've already got God who prayed it for you. You already have the promise waiting on who? Right. What is it we're waiting on? He says grace to you and peace. How many need peace, needed peace this week? Uh, yeah. Well, you, did you know you had it? Did you know it was yours already? You could have had it. 
You could have, wouldn't that have been nice to know? I sure wish I'd have known that. Well, now you do. Now you're responsible for it. And next week when you need peace and you don't reach out and grab it, the Lord will be like, why didn't you believe me for it? Why didn't you take it? You need some peace? You need some grace? I've already given it to you. What are you waiting on? Use it. By faith, draw it into you. Shake up your faith. Need some grace? You need some peace? The Holy Ghost done told you. If you don't believe Ephesians, you know, you can go to Philippians, you can go to Colossians, you about go to every, every letter to the church. It all opens up almost the exact same way. I pray grace and peace and mercy be multiplied to you. Grace and peace to you from God our Father. So we're not just talking about like my grace or your grace. We're talking about God's grace. Oh, grace! God's praying, hey, church, hey, I got some grace for you and some peace, and it's coming straight out of me, and it's here, right here at the ready. Will you come to me and grab it with your faith? And we're sitting there like, oh, God, won't you help me? He's already released it. What are we waiting on? We got to shake up our faith and grab a hold of it. Faith without works is dead. Listen, faith is in action. Stop sitting. Listen, there's this whole doctrine of God's sovereignty. Understand, God is sovereign. He can do whatever He wants to. And in His sovereignty, He devised a system. And that system is a system of faith and a release of the grace of God so that heaven's open to any believer and the ones who will have it are the ones who will reach out and grab it. He tells us about it. Second, or Second Chronicles 16.9. What? The eyes of the Lord are going to and fro throughout the whole earth looking to see whose heart is pure towards Him, who knows who He is, who knows what He's done, and their heart is ready in faith, ready to grab it that he might show himself strong on their behalf. He even says in Hebrews 6.12, follow those who, through faith and patience, are inheriting the promises. They're inheriting. They are having manifestation. In other words, don't follow the people that are just talking in theory all the time. Talking in all the worldly educational theory No, follow those who when they lay their hands on somebody, things happen. People are healed. Finances come. Follow those. He's not just talking about pastors. Every one of you is called to make disciples. You're designed to carry the power of God. Shake up your faith. You're called to greater things than what this world has taught you. But God's taught you something else. And before I read the next verse, go back to Hebrews. All the people in the back are like, these scriptures are not in his notes. Hebrews chapter 11. Go to verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11. Go to verse 3. I want you to see something. You ever seen one of those carnations? You take a white carnation. You take it home. You do a little science project. You get some colored dye, put it in the water. You turn it, you put some blue dye in the water. What happens to the carnation? What color is it tomorrow? Blue. Because you change the root of it, you change the fruit. 
You change the root, you change the fruit. Change the root, you change the fruit. Here it is in Scripture. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the Word of God so that what is seen or what is physical and tangible that you can see with your eyes and take in with your physical senses was not made out of things which are visible. In other words, the Word of God, which is spiritual, created the root that produced the physical fruit. It's just like this wall right here. You're seeing the finish of the wall. You're seeing the veneer of the wall. Solid, strong wall. But is that actually the wall? No, you're seeing the face of it. You're seeing the fruit of the wall. What actually is the wall is is the wooden or metal studs behind the wall. Without those, this drywall doesn't stand up. Without those, you've got nothing to paint. What we see in the flesh was made up of something behind the scenes. And so you start to see that if you'll change the root, you change the fruit. If you take out those studs, that you have no more wall there. It, you, you, it falls down. But when you actually have the root change, the spiritual root change, you change the fruit. This is how people get healed. When people get healed, it's simply like this. You come in and you change the spiritual root to the righteousness of God in Christ, and now the physical fruit has the right to change. And if that spirit man is not, he is not sick, then the flesh man has a right to not be sick. That's how healing works. That's it. So that's why it says in Mark eleven twenty three, it says, believe that you have received it. That means before you're able to see that the broken arm is healed, you believe that you have changed the root in your spirit, man. My real man, the real me who was made righteous and, and was made a new creation, that real me has been changed and now my physical body has the right to receive the wholeness of that change. That's how people get healed. So here you see, and, and this is exactly basically what it says in verse 1. Go to verse 1, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction, the conviction of things or the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the evidence. In other words, if you were testifying in court, it would be the evidence. It would be the witness. It's like, do you have healing now? I do! Even though your arm's still not not healed yet. Your faith is the evidence and the support of what you're hoping for. It's the evidence and the support of the thing, hope, biblical hope, joy, confidence, expectation... So when you get in joy, when you get in confidence, when you get in expectation, those are the things that faith will then support. Faith will then bring it to being. But you'll see faith, before you see it with your eyes, you'll see faith is an evidence. That thing's about to manifest. You'll see faith will be your evidence. Faith will be your witness. It's about to happen. Because he's putting faith on the promise of God, on the character and nature of God, and faith is going to support that, and before you know it, you're going to see a finished work of the fruit 
because you changed the spiritual root. So I say that because when you go back over to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now remember, he just prayed for you, right? What did he pray? Grace and peace. God prayed. You got grace and peace available to you. Say it with me. Say, I got grace and peace available to me now. All day, every day. All day, every day. All day, every day. Grace and peace. Now see, if you don't have grace and peace that's on the, on the fruit side, then you need to go back to the root, put some faith there, and it'll draw the root to fruit. You see that? And what are you waiting on? You waiting on me to hype you up on Sunday morning? Well, that's a whole lot of days throughout the week that you're not going to like it. Don't wait on me. Stir yourself up. Stir yourself up. Stir yourself up. Am I giving you Bible or am I giving you just an opinion? I'm giving you scripture. Multiple scriptures. Is this just my opinion? Or is it scripture? So you change the root. Now look at this. He just gave you grace and peace. That's available to you. Now listen, grace will help you walk in these things. You know you can't walk in these things without grace? Because that grace will help you to deny ungodliness, Titus says. Grace helps you deny ungodliness. So ungodliness is non-faith. So grace will help empower you to faith. So, Lord, I receive your faith. Just say it with me. Say, Lord, I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I receive your peace right now. I believe you've given it to me. And I believe I have it now. I'm not waiting on it. I have it now. Grace will help you believe. Now... Look at this in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is an amazing verse. I mean, it's an amazing verse. Did I mention? It's an amazing verse. (laughs) For those who ever watched Gilligan's Island, it's like Mr. Howe. That's amazing. (laughs) Notice, Notice what the age level is that the laughter starts and it it stops. It's amazing. He says, God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who is going to, who might, who's thinking about it. That's not what it says. What does it say? I'm not an English major. But I believe that has means it's already happened. I'm not waiting on this to happen. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not an English major. I mean, judge, judge for yourself. Use some discernment. Am I right? She is an English major. She said I'm right. So from here on out, I'll preach it like I know. He's not waiting to do it. He's not thinking about doing it. He's already done what he's about to say. It's already done. Say it with me. It's already done. You can go ahead and do it again. It's done. done. 
He's already who has blessed us. Well, just a blessing from God. I don't care what's after that. He, he, he has blessed us. Man, that's all we need. A blessing from God. You know what a blessing from God does? It makes favor not fair. You, it makes favor not fair. Makes favor not fair. Makes favor not fair. Because of the blessing of God. And now, do you believe God's a rewarder or not? Well, then should you start seeing some of these things come to pass? But see, if you keep looking, if you keep trying to do things by your own power and your own strength and your own logic, then you're going to be in your righteousness, not God's righteousness, and you'll disconnect from Him being the rewarder. We don't want to disconnect from Him being the rewarder. Lord, you do it. You do it. I went to a pretty major meeting this past week, and uh, I've never been there before. I don't really know them well. Uh, Pastor Eddie and his wife from Jefferson were down there, Pastor Eddie and Allie Smith. And uh, I found out about this later, but uh, she, said, she said to Pastor Eddie, she prophesied. She said, watch. She said, Pastor Brian's going to be on the front row before this week's over. <laughs> she said, watch, favor. I didn't know about it till after the fact. Well, I was. The first day I came, I didn't assume. I didn't. It, I did what the Bible says. I sat in the back. I sat wherever. By the second day, I was on the front row the rest of the trip. And why? Because I've served that group of people? No. They don't even know me. They don't know me. See, the Lord's going to be doing that for you too. As you walk in honor and you walk in faith, favor is not fair. I want you to see, when God blesses, listen to this. He said, who has already blessed you. He's already blessed you. You got the blessing of the Lord on you. If you're a believer, you got the blessing of the Lord on you. Even if you have jacked up your Christianity all the way up to this point and really, really, really messed it up, all you got to do is repent, start doing it His way. I mean, truly repent, turn your heart, turn your heart and receive His forgiveness and you'll step right into the blessing. He's already blessed you. Who has blessed us. Not going to, not thinking about it. Has blessed. He's talking to the church. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. Watch this. With every, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Well, let me just ask ask you a question. Where does the rule of God have its seat of authority? In heavenly places. That's why Jesus went up and he sat at the right hand of the Father. That's where the rule of authority is because God's there. Because God's there. So he says, he has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. That's why we were, and you go into chapter 2 of Ephesians, it says, you were born again, right? Grace through faith. You were born again, and he's raised you up with him and seated you with him in heavenly places, in the place of authority. See, the devil keeps trying to teach you in this unbelieving society, which is why we got to stir up our faith. He keeps trying to teach you, you've got nothing to say on this. No, it's just how life is. Don't get your hopes up. 
It's just normal. That's just what happens. One step forward, two steps back. Those are all lies. Those are all lies concocted by an unbelieving society that doesn't know the rewarding nature of God and doesn't know the promises that have already been opened. And we have sat back and allowed it because we didn't really know God and we didn't know that our job is, our job is to believe. Yes, God's sovereign. Most people, that doctrine is an evil doctrine because it takes away the responsibility of faith. I can just say God's sovereign and I don't have to apply faith. Well, now what am I? If I'm not applying faith, what's my category? Unpleasing to God. Takes no faith to believe that God's sovereign. Because if, if in that doctrine, in that doctrine, that whatever happens will happen, the Calvinist doctrine, then I have no responsibility for faith. I have none. None. I have no responsibility for faith. But that's not the way the Bible teaches. Not at all. And it's very clear. I've got to take the promise of God and apply faith to it to see the results. That's what the Bible tells us. That's how people get born again. They hear the message and they make a choice to believe God. The same way with any promise of God. In his sovereignty, he is sovereign. He could have done it anyway. He could have chose that we didn't have a system of faith, but that's not what he chose in his sovereignty. In his sovereignty, he decided a path, he decided a system, and then he gave us the responsibility to walk that out. So when you hear that, a lot of times, well, God's sovereign, what they're saying is whatever happened will happen, and I'm just alone for the ride. You are throwing away a lot of scripture right there to say that. How about, how about the verse where it says God wishes that all would come to the saving knowledge of God? That's his heart. He said, but we know from scripture that many won't. So in others, they won't follow his heart. They got a choice. They have a choice. God knows in his infinite and eternal wisdom, he knows what choices we will make. He already knows that. He already knows those things. But we've got to take some responsibility for our faith and understand, understand that it's our responsibility to shake up our own faith, to see the promise of God. I'm going back to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, chapter 3. He's already blessed us with, he's, he blessed us, which is nice, but what did he bless us with? Some spiritual blessings. He's blessed us with the ones that we really, really, really need. He's blessed us, you know, on Thursdays and Sunday morning. No, He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So your spirit man at its root has received, already done it, what from God? So at the root, every person in Christ, every believer at the root has already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now why is he telling us this? 
If he's sovereign and everything's going to happen anyway, what's the point of telling us that? Does he have to tell us that? No, it just happened. Why is he telling us? So that we'll choose to believe it. In other words, some will, some won't. You go into 2 Corinthians 9. Go into verse, what, uh, verse 8, I believe it is. It says, you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. Increase the fruit of your righteousness. In other words, there's a lot of people that are righteous, but they don't all have the same harvest. It can be increased. It can be increased. Why is he telling us that? Why tell us that if he's sovereign? Why tell us that? He wants us to increase. Which means we've got we've to stir up our faith. We've got to shake up our faith. We've got to see the promises of God and realize what's been given to us and our faith has to grab a hold of it. Our faith has to grab a hold of it. It's not God's responsibility for your faith. He already gave you the measure of faith and the promises to go along with it. To match with your faith and then they come to pass. Is why he said, now think about it. He says, follow them who, through faith and patience, through faith, through, faith. through, faith. that means follow those who are choosing to believe and applying patience in their belief are manifesting the promises, are inheriting the promises of God. He's saying, follow the people that see their responsibility and actually are seeing it come to pass. Follow them! He goes over in in Timothy. He tells Timothy, he says, if there's people that they're they're avoiding the power of God, listen, you don't have to fight against the power of God to be avoiding it. You don't even have to disagree with the power of God to be avoiding it. I can say, man, that's the power of God moving right there and, and walk right around it. And I'm avoiding it. I agree. Man, that's so good. That's so good. Praise God. They got healed. They got born again. Praise God. But walk around it and not interact with the power of God. I'm avoiding it. I'm avoiding. He says, if they're not having, if they're not having an interaction and manifesting the power of God, they're not walking that. He says, avoid such men as these. Avoid such men as these. It's coming. Let me tell you, we're coming to a time. Where your faith needs to be stirred 24-7. And it's not, don't wait on the pastor to do it. See the promises of God. Reach out with them with your faith and grab a hold of them. And walk in the manifestation of them. God's called this whole church to walk in the power of God. Why? Because he's called every believer to walk in the power of God. He's He's called every believer in the church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That's what Pastor Nicole was saying earlier. He's, when she was saying, hell, no, you're not going to have a place in this. She's saying, the gates of hell will not be unleashed on my life. I'm not receiving that hell. I'm not receiving that hell. I'm not receiving it. No. Heaven, yes. Hell, no. No. I'm not receiving it. See, that's faith that stands up against that. It doesn't just say, oh, well, that's normal. You, you exercised and you hadn't done it in so long and, and now your foot's just going to hurt for the next week. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, we, our job is when we face the, the effects of the curse, 
when you face the effects of the curse, you deal with it and you choose life. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19, as I set before you. I set it before you. Choose life. Choose life. How do you choose life? Well, life and death are in the power of the tongue, which is a function of our faith. So you choose life by speaking. You choose life by speaking the word of God. A double-edged sword, that word actually is double-mouthed sword in the original language. It means once it comes out of the mouth of God and twice it comes out of your mouth. And when the word of God comes out of God's mouth and then it comes out of your mouth, it has the effect of cutting all that stuff off of you. That's what it's talking about. You gotta, you gotta speak it. Matthew, Mark 11. Say to this mountain. Speak to this mountain. You got, it's time to activate our faith. It's time he'll have whatever he says. The word says, I believed and therefore I, I spoke. See, you're made in the image and likeness of God. You're made in the image and likeness of God for a purpose, for a reason, to act like His kids, to act like Him. And how did He bring the whole world and universe into existence? How'd He do it? How'd He do it? How'd He do it? How'd He do it? He spoke it. So now you're, you're made righteous. You're, made, you're a new creation in Him. You've got the rights to it. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. There's no spiritual blessing that's not changed at the root. That means you don't have to have any fruit that's not blessed. You don't have to have any fruit that's not blessed. You don't have to have any fruit that's not blessed. Now think about this. Was there any, was there any curse or lack in the world before sin? None? No. No. No, no curse. No, what did curse hang itself on? Huh? What did curse hang itself on, on people, hung itself on sin? Right? The curse hung itself on sin. Come here, Chris. Take your jacket off. All right. So, here's, here's Adam in the garden. He's clothed with the glory of God. Clothed with the glory of God. Clothed with His glory. Clothed with His glory. Amen. He's doing good. With His glory. We'll not talk about that too much. It'll get on you. It might already be, is it? Yeah. It's real, folks. It's real. Then he sinned, and he fell. Mankind fell. The glory came off. The coat of sin came on. I know you don't want to, but we'll get you saved. Sin always is a nuisance. Amen. Now, as soon as sin came on, the curse hung on sin. The curse had something to hold on to and pull man down. 
and put weight on them, the curse. But in Galatians 3.13, it says, well, first of all, it says that we who are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So faith gave us entrance into righteousness, and righteousness removed sin from our life. That's the new creation. So see, the curse only hangs on sin. The curse can only attach itself to sin. The curse can't attach itself to righteousness. The curse, hear that, the curse can't attach itself to righteousness. So Jesus comes, he pays the price with his blood for us to be made righteous. Romans, it says, when we were made righteous, he rose from the dead and released resurrection power. And when he did, he took off the old sin coat And now if the curse tries to get, there's nothing for it to hang on to. The only thing the curse can hang on to is when you, in sin, take back on the thinking that you're sinful and not worthy of the blessing. Or I'm not worthy to the promises of God. Now the curse has something to do. That's called condemnation. That's why Romans 8, that's right, just leave it half on. That's how most Christians have walked anyway. So on Romans 8, on Sunday they feel righteous, they get blessed, but all through the week they do it in their own power. They don't know their righteousness. They take on condemnation and the curse gets to hang on them. And, and when they go to pray, it doesn't work because it's righteousness in faith and righteousness that that, that prayer works. So when you got a belief system that you're not righteous, then you're believing you're unrighteous. Now the curse can hang there again, even though you're blessed. This is the deception that the devil pulls all the time. He is basically like he's an evil you know, package delivery company. And he keeps delivering ugly sickness packages and lack packages to, to your house. And if you believe that whatever will be will be, you keep signing your name for it and receiving the package into your life. It's time that, you know, what, you think about it. If you just had like, you know, there's a, there's a truck showed up at your house and it just said like, from hell FedEx. <laughs> I'd be like, oh no, I'm slamming the door. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't signing for that. You know, dude comes to you, go ahead. And the dude, dude comes to your house and, and he comes to the house with a little thing and smiling. And he's got a little, you know, his little horns and a little pitchfork and a little tail keeps coming out from his little brown uniform. You want, you want this package? I got some sickness right here for you. Who cares what's in it? It's bad. You would say what Pastor Nicole said. Hell, no. No. I'm not having that. Slam the door in his face. Say heaven, yes. But see, but when a world and even the church keeps telling you, well, whatever happens, happens. Well, that's just God's will because the, you know, hell showed up at your doorstep with a package and, and, and that's just God's will because it showed up. Have we lost our minds? Yes. Society has, not us. Because we're not falling for that anymore. I'm not putting up with it. But see, we, can, we, we get that, we understand that when it comes to sickness. We get that and we understand that when it comes to the lack. 
But we don't get it and understand it when it shows up and it's a show we shouldn't watch. Same delivery company. Same hellish delivery company. The one that gets you to be impatient. The package of impatience. The package of drop your faith. It's I don't know what will happen. You just got to work this out for yourself. The package of it's all up to you. The package of whatever will be, will be. All these are packages from the same hellish delivery company. And it's time to activate our faith. What's God delivering? God's got, he's basically sitting at his warehouse. And he's got all of heaven lined up for you. Waiting for you to place the order with your faith. What is it right now that would solve a lot of your issues? What is it? I heard money. Somebody said money. I understand that. What would solve it? What, what is it? Now, for you personally, just think about it right now. Man, if God gave this to me today, my life would change. What is that thing? Or multiple things. Fill in the blank in your head right now. What is that thing? Lord, right now, if you gave this, now, right now, what's, what's the scripture? that promises you that. Because if you got a scripture or the character and nature of God on it, it's already been blessed to you. You've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And you can release your faith and dispatch the heavenly parcel company. You can, you can dispatch the heavenly packages because God's already opened heaven. He's already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, in this place of authority. It's time to shake up our faith. Stop thinking small. Now see, if all you thought about was just what you need to get by, you're thinking too small. God's not wanting just to meet your needs. He's not wanting to just fill up the cup to the full. He wants the cup to overflow. He, he's, it's time to shake up your faith. Now think about that. You don't raise your hand, but how many people, when I ask you that, your brain only went to what you need? Don't raise your hand. But I know. It just went to what I need. Forget about what you need. What you need is well covered in the overflow. Let's go to overflow status. Because that's how God actually talks. If you don't believe that, ask Peter in the boat. You remember? The boat that started to sink and the nets that started to break because God didn't just give him what he needed. He gave him a little bit of overflow and then some more. And then some more, and then some more, and then some more, and then some more. My my cup overflows, my cup runs over. John 10, 10, thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. Till it overflows. That's what the Greek words mean. The Amplified pulls that out. To the full, till it overflows. Time to stir up your faith. All your need is covered in the overflow. You want to know what you're redeemed from and what you're redeemed to? Go to Deuteronomy, not now, go to Deuteronomy 28 
and read the blessing in the first 14 verses and read the curse in the rest of the chapter. Everything that's in the curse, Galatians 3 says, because Jesus hung on that tree, you are redeemed from the curse. There's a price been paid to buy you back from the curse. It's already been paid. You've already been blessed. You're redeemed from it all because sin has no handle on you anymore because you've been made righteous and a new creation in Him. A new creation. One of the things the blessing says this, you'll be the lender and not the bar. Now how in the world are you going to lend if you can't pay your bills? Right there, He shows you. I don't, want, I don't want you to just have your bills paid and a little bit extra. No, that's not going to be lending amounts. That's not going to be lending amounts. He says you'll lend and shall not borrow. You'll lend and shall not borrow. You'll lend and shall not borrow. You will lend. It takes overflow to lend. That's the blessing. So they were more blessed in the old covenant than we are in the new covenant? No, the Bible says the new covenant is a better covenant. A better covenant. (laughs) We're walking in a better covenant. A better covenant. A better covenant. A better covenant. Take you, take you down one more road before we finish today. Oh, by the way, we signed the lease on the Troy building this week. Hallelujah! Amen. There's so much stuff happening, I about forgot to tell you. So many blessings, so many testimonies, I about forgot to tell you. Oh, we signed the lease on the new church. going to be a light there's so much stuff happening God's moving so much and he'll move in your life just as much just as much glory to God got favor man we got favor on that deal I sent it I sent it to the men of God in our lives and all of them were like glory to God that's that's favor I was like amen amen you're blessed with every spiritual blessing, heavenly places. I'm going I'm to I'm take you down a road real quick, real, real quick, okay? Hang on, listen fast. Your spirit can get it. Forget about your mind. Just let your spirit grab a hold of this. Your mind will catch up. Your spirit will catch it up. Go to Peter, Second Peter, chapter 1. Look at this. What do you have? What do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Second Peter, Simon Peter, this is not Paul anymore, this is Simon Peter, bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Do you qualify? Have you received? Do you have a faith like they do? And you're made righteous by Jesus Christ. Is he talking to you? Oh, look at here. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. In the knowledge of God and of, of Jesus our Lord. 
So see, the more you get a revelation of the knowledge of God, the more you get a revelation of who you are and what you have in the Lord, the more you get a revelation of that, the more grace and peace you'll walk in. Get a revelation. Tell your neighbor, get a revelation. Tell them, say, you need one. Now, why'd you hold off on that? I need a revelation. You need a revelation. We all need a revelation. It's revelation knowledge that works for us. Tell them again. Say, you need a revelation. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now, and this is interesting because we're going to go back to Ephesians that Paul wrote. This is Peter writing. And we're going to go back to Ephesians that Paul wrote. He's going to say something similar. He says this. He says, seeing that his divine power has granted. Going to grant? Might grant? Could grant. Could have, would have, should have grant. Is this done or not? Is it already done? Is it scripture? Am I giving you commentary? Or is it just scripture? Has granted. Has granted. Has granted to us a little bit. Some. A portion. Just what you need. He has granted everything, everything pertaining to life and godliness. Now this word life right here is the Zoe life of God. If you know what Zoe means in the Greek, it means the fullness of everything that is God. In other words, He took of His essence, of His life, and dumped it in you. All of it. Did you get it? You get knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's helping you have revelation of walking in other things. He's taken the essence of His life, and He dumped it in you. We're not talking about a little bit of life here. We're not talking about your heart still beats. We're talking about life in every area of life. We're talking about life in your finances. We're talking about life in your body. We're talking about life in your peace. We're talking about life in your clarity. We're talking about life in every bit. We're talking about life, 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 life to the full till it overflows kind of life. And he says he's already granted you everything pertaining to that life. So how much of life, the fullness of life, are you missing? If you're a believer, how much of life are you missing? Are you getting this? What are you missing? What, what, what do you have? Then what in the world have we been run down for? What in the world are we thinking negative for? This is why if you go on to read what Peter says, he says you need to be ready to give an account for the hope that's within you. In other words, you need to be ready to give an account for the joy that's in you, for the confidence that's in you, for the expectation that's in you. Why? Because when you start to get a revelation of what God's done, it's hard to keep you quiet about the goodness of God. But you can tell the church hadn't got a revelation of it because they ain't telling nobody. And they're not walking with joy. 
They're not walking with confidence. They're not walking with that expectation. Their life is up and down. Why? Because they don't have a revelation of what they already have. It's time to shake up your faith. Time to shake up your faith. I thought I was going to give you some other stuff, some deeper stuff on this this morning, but this is kind of like faith 101. But this is where we need to start. The Holy Spirit directed it. He said, seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to the full Zoe life of God, and He's granted to us everything pertaining to godliness. Everything. Everything. Now, see, that means that everything you need to walk godly and everything that you need to walk in the fullness of God's level of life, you've already been granted. It's already in you. It's already in you. Everything! Everything! Everything. Well, that's just weird. I don't see that in other churches. That's what I'm preaching about. That's why I'm preaching it. You've grown up in a society that doesn't know. And the world's looking for it. You have what the world wants, what the world longs for. You have it already. And when you get it, you walk like that, and your spiritual walk will not be like this. You have everything already. You've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You've been granted everything pertaining to life and godliness. Somebody goes out there and they just, you know, they, they cut somebody off or they just shout out a dirty word or something like that or they, they you know, somebody does them wrong and they respond and don't forgive them. You'll hear people say, well, I just couldn't help it. That's garbage. If you're a believer, that's garbage because you've been granted everything pertaining to godliness. See, that's a lie from the enemy. I just couldn't help myself. Bull. No, that's not true. But you didn't have a revelation of what you had. And the devil's been yanking your chain for how long? How long have you been feeling like you, you couldn't respond but only one ungodly way? Because you didn't know what God's already given you. And you need to reach in. See, I'm not saying that you won't feel it. Your flesh, your, your corrupted flesh, it'll still feel that stuff. I still have moments myself where my flesh wants to yell stuff at other drivers. Wants to tell even church leaders what they can do. I feel it. I don't have to live by it. I have temptations. I feel it. I don't have to live by it. Because I've been granted everything pertaining to godliness. Everything. Everything. So by faith, I can tap into what I've already been granted 
And then I can live by that faith. I've got to reach out with my faith. He says, he's already seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us. How do we have, who, how do we have and walk in all the things pertaining to life and godliness? Through the true knowledge of him. By allowing revelation to get in us from his word. To actually know that we know what we have and what we're carrying. He says, For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers or partners of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Having escaped it. In other words, you don't have to walk corrupted anymore because you've already been granted everything pertaining to life and godliness. And through revelation of Him, you can actually become a partner and a partaker of God's essence, of His divine nature, and walk like He walked. That's why Jesus said you'll do these things in greater. Why don't we just dismiss those things? Like all that is is just to go win souls. Winning souls is great. We should actually be more preoccupied with winning souls. But if that, you think that's all that it is, it's much more than that. It's walking in his nature. So that they, the people now will see what they saw in Jerusalem and throughout Galilee 2,000 years ago when John writes about it and says, a light was seen. A light was seen. That's why Isaiah says to the believers in the new covenant, prophesying to them, arise, shine. Because the glory that you lost in the garden and sin took its place as a garment that the curse could hang on has now been dealt with and in the righteousness of God. You can be clothed with the glory again and shine the light of Christ throughout the world. But you got to know who you are and know what you have and it's time to shake our faith up and stop just taking the normal of a corrupted world and thinking that's okay. Stop doing the stuff the world does. Stop partaking with, with doctrines of demons. Stop partaking with festivals of demonic things. Stop. you got so many things in the world right now. So many things that are not of God. Some things are, are easy to spot, you know, witchcraft, you know, like, like in New York City where they erected the statue of the devil. Like, that's pretty easy to spot. Not a lot of discernment needed. But you have other things in the world created by demons and for demons. Yoga, color runs. These are things that are, you, we got to grow to a place where our discernment kicks in and we walk in these things and stop falling prey to them. And if we found ourselves in those places, you got questions about them, ask. I just convicted people. The devil has been at work for a long time deceiving people. It's time for our faith to take over. Time for our faith to go to another place. 
time for you to look and act like God. Time for you to walk in that divine nature. Time for you to stop thinking small and thinking just needs. Time for us to walk in His divine nature. We have to activate our faith. He says this. Let me read this to you. Go back to Ephesians chapter 1. So many things I want to tell you. I could literally, and some of you will like this and some won't like this. I could literally sit here and preach to you for another three hours on what I'm talking to you about. Easy, without question. I'm not going to. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished on us all. In all wisdom and insight he made known to us the mystery of his will, revelation of him, according to his kind intention which he purposed in him. With a view, in other words, looking towards this, an administration suitable to the fullness. God wants the fullness of heaven to be in operation in our lives and in this church, and he's making these things available. Let me just tell you, though, you don't have an administration of the fullness by walking in things of the world. We have to separate. We have to walk in holiness. We have to walk in those things. If you have to, if you have to argue for why you still can do something, why not argue for why, why to, not to just go after God? If, you, if something is on the line, just get away from the line. Just run after God. Stop arguing to get close to the line of sin. Let me get as close to the line of sin as possible. Don't, don't argue. Don't find arguments to stay close to sin. Find reasons to run away from sin, to separate yourself. You don't move into an administration. If you have the power of God, you don't keep having the power of God by playing close to sin. You get the power of God by deciding I'm going to live holy and I'm going to get, the, I'm going to get revelation of him. He says, going down to verse, uh, look at uh, verse 13. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Verse 14, who is given, the Holy Spirit is given, as a pledge of our inheritance. In other words, you have an inheritance. Say it with me. Say, I have an inheritance. inheritance. Tell your neighbor, you have an inheritance. inheritance. With a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of His glory. Verse 15. Because you have an inheritance that will move to God's glory, for this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your love for all the saints, I do not cease giving thanks to you while making mention of you in my prayers. So again, this is the Holy Spirit writing through Paul, talking about his prayers. He said, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit 
of wisdom and of revelation. God wants you to get wisdom and revelation in Him and of what? In the knowledge of Him. I pray, now what are we talking about? What's the root? Is your inheritance. He's praying that you will see what is your inheritance. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of His calling. You'll know what is the joy, the confidence, and the expectation of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? Did you know you have an inheritance of glory in you? That's your inheritance? You have an inheritance of His glory? And what is the not just the greatness, but the surpassing greatness of His power to who? Toward us who believe. Toward us. He's saying, I'm praying you'll get a revelation of this. Why? Because He wants them to walk in it. He says, I'm praying that you will get a revelation of this. Not just greatness. The greatness that surpasses greatness. And what is the greatness consisting of? His power. God's power. These are in accord, he says, and what is surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. We're not talking about just stuff you've seen. We're talking about a level of God Almighty's might. And he shows us an example of that. He says, which he brought about in Christ. What level is this power that's towards you who believe? What level is this power of the inheritance that you have? What's the level of this inheritance? What's the level of this power? What's the level of this greatness that's surpassing greatness? Here it is right here. Here's the level. These are in accordance with the working of this strength and might which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead. It is a resurrection power is your inheritance. God wants you to know it. He wants you to operate in it. He wants you to walk in it as a partaker, a partner of his divine nature. This is the power level. He brought him back to life from the dead and he raised him and seated him in heavenly places, at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. See, it's not just the age that's to come. It's both in the age to come in eternity and in this age. And now. And now. And now. And now, you have this inheritance now. It's in you now if you're born again. It's in you now. And he said, you're not, he says, I put you up here on this level far above all the junk, far above all the rulers and principalities. I put you above. And he says, and he seated you with him and what is over What Jesus is over, you're over because you're in Him. He's made the earth His footstool. Everything on the earth is under His feet. And because you're in Him, it's under your feet. 
do you know what you have? But see, 1 John 5, 4 says this, and this is the victory that overcomes, that overcomes the world, even our faith. Faith is active. Faith is active. Faith is active. Faith is active. Faith is not waiting on God. Faith without works is dead, which means I don't go out there and just work and not hear from God. No, I hear from God what to do. I hear from God what is mine. I hear from God what I have a right to, and then I go after that by faith. And that overcomes the world. I have in my pocket here, I have a blessing. I have a blessing. Nope. <laughs> It's got a name on it. But I like it. I like your faith. Amen. He's like, he didn't define it yet. I have a blessing for Matthew Allman right here. This is Matthew Allman's blessing. It's right, this right here is Matthew Allman's blessing. It's got zeros on it. It's, it's, It's a blessing for Matthew Allman. It's a blessing. Amen. But it's not his in manifestation until he activates his faith and reaches out and grabs it. I can release it. You're looking at a whole book of the release blessings of God. They got your name on it. But it's time to shake up our faith to activation. It's time to shake up our faith to action. It's time to believe God bigger, to believe God higher. It's time to believe God on a different level. It's time to believe God and reach out and grab these things. It's not that you don't have grace available to you. It's already been given. It's not that you don't have peace available to you. It's already been given. It's not that you don't have mercy available to you. It's already been given. When are you going to reach out with your faith and say, Lord, I believe you. I'm going to go contrary, swim upstream from the culture of the world. I'm going to grab every promise. I'm going to make it mine. I'm going to shake up my faith. I'm going to grab a hold of it. And it will be mine. It will manifest for me. Lord, I have an inheritance. That inheritance is a surpassing greatness. Put the camera down. It's faith on you today. Faith is on you. Spirit of faith is on you. See, all day you've been drawing with your faith. All day you've been drawing with your faith. Listen, I had a hard time preaching to other people because you're drawing over here, drawing with your faith. Drawing with your faith. God sees it. He recognizes it. He about couldn't do anything but come over here and stand and preach to you. Because you're drawing with your faith. You're drawing with your faith. Oh, that all of us would draw with our faith like that. Lord, I'm expecting things to change today. Lord, I'm expecting your promise to hit me today. I'm not walking out of here the same. Drawing with your faith. In the name of Jesus, blast her with your glory and your fire in Jesus' name. She didn't have to run around the building necessarily. She She stood up multiple times. But what was she doing? Lord, I'm expecting something today. Faith supports 
things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things hoped for are things in joy, things in confidence, things expected. Lord, right now, I expect things. I expect things. I expect things. I expect things. I'm expecting things today. I'm expecting answers today. I'm expecting overflow today. I'm expecting the healing of the Lord. I'm expecting financial overflow. I'm expecting favor in my job. I'm expecting to be empowered to be your witnesses. I'm expecting to get a grasp of making disciples and winning souls today. I'm not just here for me, Lord. I'm here for you. Lord, I'm expecting that I will receive today a hunger to go after You. I will not sit still. I will not sit average. Lord, I'm, I'm expecting it. I'm in joy over it. I know today is my day. I know today is my day. I'm confident today is my day. I know it. Today is my day. I know it today. I know it today. You start moving in that expectation. You start moving in that confidence. All of a sudden, then you release your faith. Lord, I'm releasing my faith. Today things are changing, Lord. Today's my day. I'm not leaving here the same. Do you have a God that can do it? Do you have a God that can do it? Is His arm short? He can't help you. Has He withheld good things from you? Or has He granted to you everything pertaining to life and God? And you're not waiting on a thing. He's already been granted. It's in that spirit, man, in Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name. In the name. I'm expecting. It's time to shake up our faith. Time to stop sitting on it. Time to stop letting the devil yank you around. It's time for God's nature and character to flow through us. To flow through us. His holiness, His might, His power, His grace, His mercy, His peace. It's time. Do you see it in the Word for you? Do you see it in the Word for you? And what are we waiting on? Anything or is God waiting on our faith? This is the victory that overcomes the world. I'm just repeating things to you. This is the victory that overcomes. You want an overcome? You want an overcoming in your life? You want something? You want to be a, you want to be an overcomer? You want to overcome that lack? You want to overcome average? You want to overcome mediocrity? Then your faith is the victory. Your faith. And your faith is not passive. And your faith is not waiting on God. Your faith is reaching out and grabbing a hold of the promise of God. That's your faith. I see the promise. I have it now. Mark 11, 23, it doesn't say when you believe in healing. Mark 11, 23 says when you believe that you have received it. 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 You're believing. I'm not waiting on it anymore. I'm not waiting on it anymore. I have it now. I'm I'm not waiting on it. I have it now. I got a whole book 
of promises. I have a whole book of released blessings. I'm not waiting on it anymore. I'm not waiting on it anymore. I'm not waiting on it anymore. In Jesus' name, not waiting on it anymore. In the name of Jesus. Not waiting on it. Not waiting on it. You have that peace in Jesus' name. You're not waiting on it anymore. You've already been given it. You're not waiting on it. You've already been given it. All the wisdom, all the things pertaining to life and godliness and wisdom to fly planes. You've already been given it to you. Just pull on God's grace and mercy. You've already been given it. With your faith, Lord, I receive wisdom. Lord, I receive peace over this. Lord, I receive it. I'm not waiting on it. We're activating our faith today. We're stirring it up. We're shaking it up. God's looking for people who will shake up their faith. Play some music. Play some music. Do something holy. Do something faithful. Lord, I need you. I want you. I got to have you. Lord, I need you. I want you. I got to have you. Glory to God. Lord, I need you. I want you. I got to have you. I'm not going to be the same. Amen. They're fine right there. That's good. Thank you, though, Kevin. Healing. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. No, we don't. Amen. Amen. Father, right now, we speak to that tear duct. Lord, let this body function in the perfection that God designed it to function in. In the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you right there for touching her body in Jesus' name. Let it be unclogged in the name of Jesus. May the glory of God manifest the fullness of And your anointing, break the yoke of that right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Touch mom and dad with that peace. See, when he says, I've granted you peace, it's peace to handle things like this. Thank you, Father. Body, line up now in the name of Jesus. Peace and grace be on mom and dad. Oh, a fullness. And an overflow. Now you're going to feel that anointing running through you guys. You may feel it already, do you? You do? All right, now listen. Is God the kind of person that does this? Look at me. Does he go, ah, here's a gift. You can touch it. And then he takes it back. He said, oh, look, look, see, blessing. And then he takes it back. You think that's his character or nature? No. If you're feeling any part of his touch, you got it all. He's not withholding any good thing. So the anointing that you are feeling, even right now, like we don't move by feelings, but it is nice when they happen to show up. That anointing that you're feeling is everything you need. It's all the grace given right now. He's not taking it back. He's not giving you just enough or a little portion of it. No, He's giving it all to you. How many times do we read today? All, all blessing, all spiritual blessings, all grace, all mercy, all of those things. He's giving you all, everything pertaining to life and godliness. Yes, amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Lord, anointing be. 
Let it flow through mom and dad like never before. Flow through their house. Flow through them. Lord, thank you for their faith. To step out in faith and act on it. Take a hold of your promises. Just say this with me. Say, Lord, we have your anointing and your promises of surpassing greatness of your power towards us who believe. We have it now. We're not waiting on it. That anointing is working in her now in the name of Jesus. It's going in there. It's working right now. It's working right now. Don't you believe any other lie of the enemy? It's working right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Now, Mom, you hold baby. Dad, stand here. Raise your hands. Father, most of all, I told you last time and I prayed over you. I don't even remember what I said, but I know what I'm hearing now. God's longing to use you. He's longing to move through you like I spoke about today. Even today as I'm talking, at least a little something, if not something big, but you felt it. There's something in you that's crying out for what I'm talking about. Lord, you're so big. I want to be used by you big, and I know it's right. It's not about me, it's about you. But Lord, use me. Just say this with me. Say, Lord, use me in the ways you want to use me. I receive it. I'll hear you, and I'll be obedient, and I'll walk with you. Use my hands in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for that anointing. Thank you, Lord, for that anointing and that grace. Let it fill them and overflow them now in the name of Jesus. Let it go all over them. Let the fire of God touch his life. Let them never be the same from the top of his head to the soles of his feet in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let a hunger arise inside of him and them. Let a hunger arise in, in, whoo, inside of them. I'm having t- trouble speaking in English right now. Do that, Lord. Amen. There's your interpretation. Who who freaking me? Lord, touch them. Use them in every way. In Jesus' name. Lord, let your love pour down in their lives. Oh my goodness. Let your love pour down in their lives in such a great magnitude that they can't help but go after you in every way possible. They can't help but go after you. Lord, let them be blessed. Let them be blessed. Let them overflow in the name of Jesus. Let them overflow in Jesus' name. Now hear this. Hear this. Your decisions, your decisions you thought were for you are starting to affect other people. And they will continue to grow and multiply. Your decisions will multiply into other families and lives. Your decisions are important. It's not just you. Fire of God. Be on them, around them, and about them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Shake up your faith. Shake up your faith. Shake up your faith. Shake up your faith. Ooh. Oh, bigger than you thought. 
bigger than you thought. There's more going on than what you thought. <laughs> trust Him, trust Him. In Jesus' name. I ask everybody in here to pray this with me. Glory to God. Say, Jesus, You are the Lord of my life. Whatever You tell me to do, I'll do it. I need You. I want You in my life. I thank You for Your goodness and Your mercy and Your grace. And today, I'm shaking up my faith. I believe You died for me. And I believe God brought you back to life. Holy Spirit, fill me. Overflow me. That I can be your witness. And from this day forward, I won't stop shaking my faith. Bringing it to life. Walking out the power of God. The surpassing greatness. Now you get in expectation, get in hope, joy, confidence, and expectation right now. God's about to do something mighty in your life. He's about to do something. Understand, I'm a man just like you. But God will take a man and He'll flow the anointing through. And when that anointing touches you, you're never going to be the same from this day forward. You're never going to be the same. In the name of Jesus. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In the name of Jesus. Lift your arms. You're receiving from heaven. From Him right now. Yeah, touch her now. In Jesus' name. I'm going to touch your life and I'm going to flow through your life the way that I put it in your heart. All the desires that are truly in your heart, the Lord says, I put them there and I will and shall bring them to pass. In Jesus' name. I shall bring them to pass. I shall bring them to pass. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Name. In the name of Jesus. There's a cleansing that's happening in your life. Yield to the hand of God and watch it come to pass. It's a cleansing. He's, he's wanting, you know, sometimes we can be walking good, but then we just go that little one extra degree and all of a sudden it explodes. That's what I see happening. Father, right now, touch his heart, touch his mind, touch his life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say, Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. <laughs> Anointing of God. <laughs> Stir up your faith. God wants to do great things. Stir up your faith. God wants to do great things. Oh, God wants to do great things in the name of Jesus. Stir up your faith, Sherry. Stir up your faith, Sherry. Stir up your faith, Sherry. God wants to do great things. Stir up your faith, Sherry. God wants to do great things. Stir up your faith. <laughs> Through you, He's making it personal. Through you in the name of Jesus. Glory of God. Stir up your faith in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Stir up your faith. 
No more average. No more mediocre. No more average. No more mediocre. No, this is not how things are supposed to be. I hear the Lord saying, no, that's not, not how they're supposed to be. I'm going to show you how it's to be. As you yield to me in the Word, I'm going to open up what your true inheritance in me is. It's full of God's glory and grace and peace. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just say, I receive it now. Amen. I have it now. It's flowing in me now. So, but they can In the name of Jesus. In the name of of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the name above every name. In the name of Jesus. Time to stir up your faith. Time to stir up your faith. Time to think bigger. Think higher. Think bigger. Think higher. Not, uh, not in religious ways. No, there's great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. You're very well, well studied. You're constantly studying. You're a student. Understand that there's a lot of things men say. What's the Lord writing on your heart? How big are those things not limited by what we've thought from an unbelieving world or thought even by unbelieving preachers, but that are not thinking high enough? God's longing to take you higher and He's going to do it. Say, Lord, I yield to your thinking. I yield to your thinking. So right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let her thoughts go higher than ever before. In Jesus' name, let her thoughts go higher than ever before. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He's doing bigger. He's doing bigger than you realize. He's doing bigger than you realize. Hadikono, he's doing bigger than you realize. Hey, he's doing bigger than you realize. Bigger than you realize in Jesus' name. Bigger than you realize. Oh, just the beginning of favor. The beginning of favor. The beginning of favor. The beginning of favor. You hear that? The beginning. Get a revelation. The beginning of favor. The beginning of favor. The beginning. You ever read that scripture where it said there were, there were ladies that sowed into Jesus' ministry? And they were wealthy. And they, they played a part in all of those souls, in all the Bible, everything. They were ladies that had such influence. I see that on you. Whew. The beginning of favor. Longing to be that. When you read those scriptures, it meant something to you. Longing to be I want to be that. In Jesus' name. Beginning of favor, I tell you, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, the beginning of favor. The beginning of favor. That's not just on her. Eyes not seen, ears not heard. (laughs) The fullness of what's about to be in you guys' life. He's calling you to think different, to think higher. You, you yielded to the Holy Ghost. You yielded to His Word. You yielded to uh, a holiness. You yielded to souls. 
You've yielded. Now I want you to yield to big thinking. I know, I know you've been in Stanley County. But what God wants to do is bigger than your average Stanley County thinking. What He wants to do is bigger than your average Stanley County thinking. I'm talking about in you. I'm not just talking about in this church. We all know that. We understand that. I'm talking about in you individually. Oh, glory to God. Let the weight of it, let them see it and walk in it. In Jesus' name. The beginning of favor. The beginning of favor. Let the Lord rewrite your thinking to His heights, to His depths, to His width. Let the Lord rewrite it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory of God. Overflower now. In Jesus' name. Overflow her now. Let it hit her now. Let it bring peace. Let it bring your glory now. In the name of Jesus, let the glory of God solve, solve, solve. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Stir up your faith. Stir up your faith. Ha ha, bro. You've never been average. You've never been just normal in your thinking. God says you still hadn't thought big enough. You haven't even begun to see what all I have planned for you. Open it. Stir up your faith. Stir up your faith. Lord, who inject him with your faith in Jesus' name? Inject him. With your faith in the name of Jesus. Inject them with it. With the level of your faith in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, stir up your faith. Stir up your faith. Stop believing you got to stop moving forward to handle a situation. You never stop. You just keep going higher. You just keep going forward. In Jesus' name. Don't let your feelings run you anymore. Let the revelation run you. Let the revelation of who you are, who you are in Christ. You're His daughter. You're His child. You you don't have to react in one way or the other. You react in His holiness and He will keep you. He will keep you. He will keep you. He will keep you. You don't have to protect yourself like the world has taught you. He will keep 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 you. Stir up your faith on that now. In Jesus' name. He will keep you. He's got plans. He's got wisdom. And He'll show you exactly how and what to do every minute of every day. In Jesus' name. Stir up your faith. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Stir up your faith. It's time to step out and grab a hold of the promises. Stop believing what the world said about you. 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 And you believe what your heavenly Father said about you. You're my son. I love you. i got great plans for your life. I've already given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. I've blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Now with your faith, grab a hold of it and overcome. In Jesus' name. Hey, the kid may stay. Aramontabroma Atanase. Aad Old Karene.
Amokoliatani. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Daro opredene. Edekini oso. I'll come back. Raise your hands. Lord, I ask say this. I ask you for help. I have it now. I have it now. Now do you? Do you? Do you have his empowerment? Do you have his grace? Do you have his mercy? Have you needed it? Just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. Lord, I receive your forgiveness. I'm, I turn. I turn that. I turn it. I turn it. I turn it. I'll never go back. How about the Kennedy? I'm done with the world. I shouldn't be entangled with the world. But Kennedy today, that's what he's talking to you about, right? Well, just do it. Just do it. Just step off into him. It's, it's, it's a good trip. Been on bad trips. His is better, right? Let's not do it anymore. <laughs> let's do. Let's let's ride with him. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. today. say today. It's okay to laugh at that too. In Jesus' name. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Hopini, Atanamosavi, Atanamosavi, put your hand on your heart. Kadni Kadamo Otarabosavi. Ata put the other hand there. Batamoso, Bani Ataloki. Shoo, Kifidi Etanamos Vata. Stretch out your faith. Stop now, now stop living and thinking like that old way. Now stop it. Stop it. That was a fearful, worldly way that you learned the wrong way. Now stop it. Stretch out your faith in Jesus' name. And now, Lord, anoint her and empower her now. In Jesus' name. Now, let me just do a little bit of teaching right there. You're like, man, you spoke strong to her. No, I didn't speak strong to her. The Holy Ghost spoke. I wasn't planning on saying anything. I was about to move on. That popped out of my spirit by the Holy Ghost to help and break through that thing. That's where your covering has a lot to do. That anointing to break the yoke of something that's been holding somebody back. And a lot, actually, a lot of people could hear that same word. Uh, but she's at the place and ready to receive it. It's time for her to walk in that. That popped out of my spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the anointing helping break the yoke on that thing. Been holding her back for too many years, but it won't do it anymore, will it? Won't do it anymore. You receive that? Whoo, you receive that? Yeah, you do? <laughs> won't do it? Oh, yeah, the joy and the confidence and the expectation. I won't be held back by that anymore. I don't live by that old way. Oh, glory to God. Whoo, whoo, got a new wife. Got a new wife. In Jesus' name. You receive it. Stretch out your faith. Stretch out your faith. Stretch out peace and grace. Say, I receive peace. Now, do you now? I receive peace. I don't have to walk in strife. I receive peace. Put your hands on your belly. There's that anointing there. You feel that? You feel that anointing? 
I sense it in the spirit. I don't feel I don't feel it tangibly, but I sense it in the spirit very clearly. That anointing now in the name of Jesus. Time to come up to a different level. 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 Hear that. The Lord's calling you. I'm telling you, it's time to come up to a different level. He he it's time. Time. You need to think different. You need to get in that word. You need to listen to him. He's drawing you. You have a moment right here. You have an opportunity. And he's drawing you up. Time to come up to a different level. Set it in your heart. That's what you're going to do. And Lord, help her fill it in Jesus' name. Hey, hey! Step out with your faith. Step out with your faith, daughter. Step out with your faith. Time to overcome. Time to overcome. Oh, not time to be overrun. Time to overcome. Not overrun. Overcome. Not overrun. Overcome. Been overrun too much in the past. Now it's time for the overcoming. This is a new chapter. Oh, the last one was overrun. But this one's overcome. You just receive all of this, whatever the Lord has. In the name of Jesus. Time to activate your faith on a different level. I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting big things. That should be coming out of your heart and out of your mouth. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting big things. Yeah, now activating the faith. Activating the faith. In Jesus' name. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Say, Lord, I ask for your help, your wisdom, your strength, not mine. I'll throw mine in the trash. I need yours. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Supernatural help. It's not up to you. It's not all on your shoulders. Supernatural help. Lord, we just declare right now. Let me see your hand. Lord, we declare right now we agree. Supernatural help, protection, and strength now. Supernaturally. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over their whole household, their family. Oh, every child, supernatural help. In the, do you agree you want that? <laughs> Good. Good choice. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy right now. And peace. Peace in the name of Jesus. Stretch out your faith. Stretch out your faith. It's time to come out of the apprentice level. With your faith. Time to come out of that and start utilizing it like the man of God that you are. Not making an excuse anymore. Lord, I, I apply my faith. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might in the name of Jesus. 
up it might have been higher than the rest of the world but it was still apprentice level it's time to go to a different place in Jesus name and you're going to see results you're going to see manifestation you're going to see the things of God aha 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 arabasavi Ah, okay. Put your hand on your lips. Clean that. Whew. You know the power of the word in choosing death and life. Now it's time to apply the faith. This has been where some of the hang-ups been. So ask the Lord to show it to you. Some things you've seen, some things you've not seen. But here and here has been hanging you up. Here and here. Now... When you ask the Lord, He's going to show you. And as you reverse those things and change them to be what He said, and what He said only, you're going to see a manifestation of the power of God in such a way that you've been longing and praying for. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, it's time to activate the faith. Time to activate faith. Time to activate faith. You've been, you've been stretching about as much as you know how to stretch, but I'm telling you, in Christ, there's more. So stretch higher, stretch more. Ask Him to help you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> See, it's all working out. It's all working out, ain't it? All working out. Did you know it? But it is. Hold on. You think God's not being God? Whoo! You think God's not? Oh, it's all working out. It's all working out. It's all working out. It's all working out. Be kidding. Pull your faith up. Overcome with your faith. Overcome. It's all working out. Lord, I release that anointing right now to break, to break everything that's been holding them back. In the name of Jesus. Release the faith. Release the faith. In Jesus' name. 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 Now, while you were out there, some of what you heard was God, some wasn't. Get discernment. Some was, some wasn't. That's okay. Just get discernment. He'll tell you. Amen. <laughs> some, some was you thinking. <laughs> I know you've never fell for that trap before, ever. No, never. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Will you come here? Yeah, I'm trying to remember your name. Rachel, I should remember that. I should remember that. I got a Rachel. <laughs> I just know I got a word for you. And uh, so I didn't know what it was. I still don't know what it is, but I'll pray right now. Thank you. The Lord's just, I can feel the Holy Ghost drawing to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Opening anta I just I see you yearning and reaching for the things of God. 
I see things trying to hold you back from that. I see thoughts and habits and worldly norms, like kind of what I was preaching out, trying to hold you back from that. You don't have to worry about that stuff. You just go after God. There's nothing better for you to do than to go after Him. There's nothing better than to go after Him. Matter of fact, everything you need is in Him. A lot of times we'll hold back for different reasons and things like that. But you, you say, Lord, I'm yours, and I'm going after you. It starts witnessing to everybody around you. Matter of fact, I want you to look at, and they'll put it on the screen if you would, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Okay? Watch what it says. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, and then I'll pray for you. It says, in the King James, it says, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God. It, this is that's King James. Put it in the New American just so it. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God. So what you're going to do, you're going to do by His mercy, not because you could do it all by yourself, but His mercy will strengthen you, strengthen you, and empower you to do things you couldn't do. I urge you, by the mercies of God, present your body or your life, or your actions, everything that you do. A living and holy sacrifice. It's holy. It's walking with Him. It's doing everything He wants you to do. Not what the world wants to do, not what your flesh wants to do, what He wants you to do. Acceptable to God. Acceptable to God. It needs to be acceptable to Him. peace and mercy be now in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name remember when I said at the beginning of the service There'll be answers for people today. There'll be things that we don't know about, I don't know about, but God knows. Amen. When she's ready, help her to her feet. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Ooh. Amen. <laughs> you feel that anointing? I'm shaking. <laughs> You're shaking. <laughs> All right, now, now why would he bring you up here to embarrass you? Nah. Well, no. No, no. <laughs> He's helping you. He's helping you. He's strengthening you right now. Like, can I do what just happened to you by myself? No. Can I make that happen? No. no. Who's helping you then? Yeah, he is. All right, put that back up there. We're back. Oh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, preacher, you know, they got to get their points across. <laughs> I urge you, 
by the mercies of God, present your body, your life, a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So basically, we're taking ourselves and saying, God, I'm yours. Whatever you tell me to do, Jesus, you're my Lord, and I will do that. I will do that. Of course, we have a whole book that says that, right? All right, go to verse 2. Now watch this. And don't be conformed to this world. Now that means to be molded. To like there's a mold, and you're pressed into that mold. Don't be molded to the world. Don't be conformed to the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which comes from the washing of the water of the Word. So when you're reading the Word and the Holy Spirit's releasing that anointing to you, when you hear preaching that's anointing, that Word will wash over you. It'll wash all the junk of the world off, and it'll renew your thinking and renew your mind. And then when you live as a, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, and you are not conformed but transformed by the renewing of your mind, then when you walk, you will prove what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. What that means is this. When you live like that, your life will be a proof. You'll be a walking proof of God's good will. You'll be a walking like a magnet that draws people to the Lord. They'll say, I, if, if that's God's will, that's a good will. That, I can accept that. That's perfect. That's what I've been looking for. And that's what God wants you to walk in. He's drawing you to that. That's part of the, re part of the reason is He just wants you blessed. He loves you. He wants you blessed. But another part of the reason is He wants your cup to overflow into the people that you're around to be a proof. Man, look at God on her. There's scripture in the Old Testament that says when we, uh, basically, when we returned again and when we returned, when God turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. It goes on to say that our mouth was filled with laughter, with joyful shouting, and it says the world will even say God has done great things for her. Even the heathen will say the Lord has done great things for Rachel. Look at what God's doing in Rachel's life. Look at what's happening in her life. Oh my goodness, her life proves the will of God. Lord, bring it to pass. In Jesus' name. <laughs> bring it to pass. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. So glad I listened to the Holy Ghost to call her out. So glad you listened to come up. In the name. Everything I just said for her, that's for you too. In Jesus' name. Go back and listen to it again like I'm talking to Arabella. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. <laughs> what a great, what a great work. Come here, Juliet. Raise your hands. He's longing. Nicole, come here. Come around behind her. Y'all, excuse me for...
because of the value that you put on her life. You're going to take her and rise her up and present her as holy and precious to the world, a glory and a sign unto God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Last things. I want the Philippines team to come up here. Come up here, face the crowd right here. Center yourselves. Center thyselves. Where's George? Where's Abigail? Amen. Thank you. Are we missing anybody? Pastor Zach and Corey will also be traveling with us. Yep, that'll do it. There's nine people total, including me. I want you, when we pray, I want you to release your faith towards them. Lord, he says that he will watch every step. And he told the Joshua, which we have rights to as well, every place where you, the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you. No man will be able to stand in front of you. He says that you are kept. You are kept. A thousand may fall on the left. On one side and 10,000 on the other, but you are kept. No evil will befall you in Jesus' name. That you'll be a light. You'll be, the kings will come to the brightness of your rising, of the glory rising upon you. Your words, you have a right for your words to be His words. For your thoughts to be His thoughts. For you to walk like He wants you to walk. And so I want you to say and commit to the Lord. Lord, I'm yours. I give myself to you. I I am your ambassador. We are your ambassadors in everything that we do. Every response, every thought, every action, we are your ambassadors. And the anointing and the fire and the glory of God will go with us in the name of Jesus. Do you receive that? It will go with us in the name of Jesus. And the humility and the gentleness and the power of God will be released in Jesus' name. Reach your hands toward them. Release your faith that their whole trip, it'll be blessed. It'll be overflowing. They will be a proof in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Protect this trip. Jesus, you are Lord of this trip. No evil will befall them. They are kept. Every fiery dart is quenched. Every weapon formed against them shall not prosper, but be destroyed in the name of Jesus. But they will release weapons of the warfare of Christ against the darkness of this world to bring the light of Jesus in Jesus' name. 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 Hopra Kalamoto. In Jesus' name. And if you agree with all that, shout Amen. 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 Time to shake up your faith. Amen. Glory to God. Love you.